RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. All right, last time we spoke to Nicola Cranfield was in early September. Who is Nicola Cranfield? She's from Cranfields, founded in 1991 by Valerie Cranfield. And uh, that's, of course, uh, Nicola's mother. And um, Valerie and Nicola have worked together refining Cranfield's retail experience. Uh, Valerie retired in 2015. They are, I think it's in Johnson Street, off Lambton Quay in Wellington. And last time we chatted, we were talking about this Let's Get Wellington moving and the plans to decarify, is that a word, um, and make a, a walkway pretty well uh, of the Golden Mile in Wellington, costing so far about $140 million. So Nicola is back with us. Hi, Nicola. How are you doing? Good morning. Thanks for having me again, Paul. Okay. How's business? Uh, how's business? Well, um, it's just a bit a bit flat, I'd say. There's just people are um, just being a little more cautious out there in the world. Right. Mm. Did you find, or because people say before an election, there's kind of like a slowdown and a, a bit of a, you know, a, a freezing effect, cooling effect on on business and and any kind of investment decisions, etc. Did you notice that at all? Yeah, no, we did notice that, and I have to say, like a couple of days after the election, there was there was like palatable joy. Oh, okay, <laughs> what well, celebrated in the retail experience? <laughs> yeah, people just—it was like I don't know—they just came in with smiles on their faces, and they were definitely, um, yeah. I think the the feeling that there was going to be change um, really helped lift morale. You think there will be any change, really? Is it the appearance of change? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. All right, so we talked to Barry Wilson of um, uh, Save Courtney Place, and uh, he was pretty grumpy not too long ago, um, and they were setting up another organisation, I think um, some sort of trust or or (laughs) organisation to fight Let's Get Wellington Moving. So since we last talked, what do you understand in terms of where they're at with this, some would say, crazy project? Well, our um, good mayor's been in the media a lot promising to sign the major contract for Let's Get Welly Moving um, in the next couple of days, even though I'm pretty sure they're meant to be all on hold for any major decisions because we're in this interim period with the um, central government. So, but she's just pushing on ahead, even though all her costs are just blowing out with the, the town hall and um, reading cinema. So as a ratepayer, where I'm just hearing again and again from other ratepayers how concerned they are about all these cost blowouts and just what that's going to mean for our rates bills in the future. Well, it can only mean one thing, can't it? Don't, exactly, yeah. Up, up, up. Up, up, up. And more people are going to leave town. It's just not going to be affordable for so many. You know, where are the teachers and nurses and um, people that we really need to make our city function going to be able to afford to live? Yeah, so the mayor um, announcing that she will be signing the contract any day now is the quote Mm -hmm. I have here. Mm. Uh, You've got to ask the question, why would someone in this period and also – um, with no knowledge of how this economy is going to operate, given the bigger picture forces at work in the world, why mm. would that? Seems like a reckless thing to say that you're going to do. 
it completely. It boggles my mind that she could do that to all her constituents, just put us into so much debt. And these are our grandchildren that are going to be burdened with this debt. And I've only got a 12-year-old son. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's not even from here. <laughs> no, 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 just out of touch. Go and, and, go and wreck not, the Taranaki. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not reading the room. Honestly, we just get so many people coming into the store just saying, what can we do? How can we stop this? She thinks she's representing us. Well, she says she is, but I'm yet to meet anyone on the ground who is supportive of what she's pushing through. We know that I think it's the Bloomberg Foundation or something attached to Bloomberg Mm -hmm. has awarded the council or some of the council officers, I think, a million-dollar award, which they're spending on, I think, analysing traffic from Mm -hmm. what I picked up. But also, I think that she personally has benefited um, from some um, foundation um, award and uh, some sort of academic access that she's got through her role as the city's mayor. We've got to ask ourselves, don't we, is money going into the back pocket here? Mm, Yeah. Because how do you explain being so bloody-minded and stupid about how things are and pushing ahead anyway, unless... There was something so compelling benefiting you. And and it is so surprising to my mind that we go around so many other locations and they're all talking the same or singing from the same song sheet and yet they're all struggling as well with the fallout from this D, D what do we call it? Decarization? Yeah, yeah. De- but- yeah, I think that was what well. yeah, de- <laughs> made it up off the top of my head. Decarization like or, or vehicleization <laughs> or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah like you've, I've heard stories, Tauranga has been emptied out because they've already done it up there. Um, and Dunedin is struggling. Um, they're removing cars from their central city. So many locations are have done this and it's just not working and yet here is our council just pushing ahead it does make you wonder uh, who is controlling them all i i feel like they like you say they're probably not even in new zealand they're offshore and what is their agenda yeah to have it across multiple um jurisdictions and the same Mm. pattern of play is suspicious i went through your part of town last weekend on my little jog and um, it's been a while since I've been to that part of town, actually through it, you know, one thing I noticed, okay, it was probably Sunday afternoon at about four o'clock, but there was no one there. Mm, I was the only one there. Yeah. You know, apart from two guys lying in doorways who didn't know what day it was. Yeah. This is a real. Did it used to be like that? My my recollection is that there was always activity at that end of town back in the day. There were more cafes open and we had cacaldes and there was just an energy and a buzz on the street. And if we widen these footpaths um, even more, it's going to be even more of a ghost town. It's just we just don't have the people to fill them up and activate them. Well, there doesn't seem to be any plan for attracting people just because there are no cars, because there's still buses driving around, as Mm, I understand it on their plan. Um, um, It seems like kind of wishful thinking and some sort of – you know, fantasy. Fanciful thinking, completely. Because yeah. I keep asking, I'm like, okay, well, you keep talking about this vibrant new city that you're going to create when you remove all these cars. How will I function or how will I be vibrant? Like, help me out, you know, help me pivot. And and they can't come up with anything concrete that I could do to attract people 
when the reality is Wellington's a small city and we just don't have the public transport to get people around to all the locations they need to get to in a day. So they're just going to head out to the malls. Well, surely if you're serious um, about getting people on public transport and getting people moving around the place, make it free. Completely. Because it's a hassle. Otherwise, you've got to have a card. You've got to have this. You've got to mm-hmm. just make it free. I know. If they quantify it, how much all these consultants are costing and just put that money towards public transport, yeah, it would be quite a different situation. So I'm why sure. would you spend all that money on consultants, I wonder? Yeah. Well, how close are the offices and the consultants together? Because I believe our mayor was out pissing it up with one of the mm-hmm. – um, the head of the consulting group, which seems like a, a very obvious conflict of interest that you wouldn't want to have in the public eye there, number one. so Especially how, to be seen to be celebrating the fact that the project's going ahead. You'd celebrate it what? Because it benefited you somehow, right? Yourself rather than your constituents. Don't worry. When you leave the mayoral ship, there's a job there, Tory. Don't worry. We've got a job for you. Mm. I mean, it'd be easy to do. Completely. I sound like some old conspiracy theorist nutter, but people right. people do yeah. things for reasons, right? And usually it's greed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of the work that's been going on around where you are, have there been any sort of disruptive moments that you've experienced that sort of kind Completely. of give you a, give yeah, you a, a bit of a, a tell as to what the future could be like? We got our first taster about three weeks ago when Let's Get Welly Moving decided they wanted to put in a new mobility park in Johnson Street, our park. We've already got one mobility park that it doesn't seem to be that um, busy that they'd need another one. Also, they decided- don't, so they don't they don't mind disabled drivers driving into the city? Well, no. no they're facilitating them, but... They're, they're okay. Yeah, and fair but, enough, but the they need access, is, but, you know. But the problem is those actually, those... Um, Restrictive mobility people come and tell us that they won't be those parks won't be close enough to where they need to get to anyway. So they're of very limited use, especially since all the um, we're a heritage building and all the retail stores and the businesses have got at least six steps to get into our businesses on our side of the road, which which we're not proud of. But it it does question whether how useful this mobility park will be. Right. Anyway, they required eight car parks. Um, they took eight park car parks for three days to create one new mobility park. Right. And what's involved in the mobility park? But presumably the space is there. Anyway. They built a very beautiful ramp. Oh, okay. Right. And um, and apparently while the concrete was drying, they needed eight car parks. And you should have seen the cones. Oh, well, you know, cones is the first sign of, of the world <laughs> being taken over, is my view. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know. I wish the, I had a cone business personally. Yeah. Well, you know, um, you, you could probably um, um, make life very easy for yourself <laughs> just by carrying around some cones. And when you need a bit of space, you just put them up and people will obey, right? Yeah. So we had four workers, <laughs> a lot of standing around going on, multitude of cones and eight car parks and the noise and the dust and the inconvenience. So our sales were down considerably over those three days. I'm so I'm like, this is a paster pattern. I'm sorry to hear about that. Yeah, well, if I mean, we could survive three days of it, but if you extrapolate that across the whole city with three years of construction and noise, people are just going to avoid the city. Even if you think this um, 
decarization. What do we call it? Decarization is a great idea. Devehicleization <laughs> is a great idea. You can see that retail hospitality, they're already struggling. The retail radar was just put out. It's the quarterly retail NZ report. And they're saying confidence levels have fallen for the third consecutive quarter with just 57% of respondents feeling confident or very confident their retail business will survive in the next 12 months. The last thing retail needs is this sort of construction work. Was there any consultation with you that was meaningful? Just curious. Um, Oh, yeah, we got a slip of paper. And then actually some humans came in and told us what was going to happen. And when we questioned and said, are you sure? Haven't you really, hasn't your funding been pulled from central government if um, national get through? And then they looked all very sheepish and said, oh, no, 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 I don't know about that. And um, and then left us to it. Oh, so they don't know about that? <laughs> no, they've never. <laughs> no. I don't know who's paying them. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So, we talked with Barry not too long ago, and he's mm. pretty grumpy about the whole thing. Um, kind of got that nagging feeling that they'll probably carry on regardless. Do you? Is that how you feel? I know it just feels so spiteful. It seems like this modern day that people just can't change tack, huh? That it's like this freight train going. No, no reverse gear. No reverse. Not even like a a ninety degree. It's like yeah, just, right. Mm. Well, that, that that that's hubris, that's arrogance, that's ego, mm. that's mm. seeing the average person as a moron, knuckle dragger. It's all those things, yeah. mm-hmm. which is sad. That is sad, mind you. Um, people voted for this woman and her team, but she made a lot of promises about affordable accommodation, especially to the students. Which there's no way that she can ever deliver on her own, but it's pretty seductive when you're probably staying in a multi-flat in Arrow Valley. Yeah, which people have been doing for 80 years. Yeah, there's nothing new <laughs> no, about that. Nothing <laughs> new about that. Okay, so um, at some point you'll have to make a decision, won't you? Yeah, we've been here for 32 years. At what point do you cut your losses? I mean, I'm not trying to wish bad things, but I'm just wondering if I was in your situation, uh, I mean, if this – is a fait accompli and it starts that whole three years of construction, disruption, noise, et cetera, mm. starts. Is there any point in going on? I just don't know. Because Wellington, it's all about the central city, you know, that people come in historically to dine out, to to shop. So we just don't have those those outer second tier suburbs like you have in Auckland and Christchurch, which yeah. is a yeah, we don't have the energy outside Wellington. Or we do have the malls, but we're not a mall kind of store. And this is what I also am suspicious about because the ones that are going to be doing well out of this are the big Australian retailers who own the malls out of town. Well, maybe they're throwing a, a few dollars, you know, surprise me. people's yeah. way. Mm. Well, they're yeah. licking their lips and building car parks like there's no tomorrow. Mind you, if that's if that's what people want, I mean, it's very lame in my view, but if that's what people, if that's the experience that people want, well, that's... It's too bad in a way, isn't it? But is it the experience or is it their only option? They've, the choice is being removed. And the independent Wellington retailers are generally in the city because we don't want to be tied up with the big mall. 
and we don't have the margins that you need to justify those more rents. So yeah. the ones that are being hurting are the, the Wellington-owned retailers. Okay. Do you see any um, any way ahead for you know having some sort of meaningful dialogue with these people, or is that are we well, past the, that now? Do you think? The guardians of the Golden Mile, we've just sort of quietly been saying, "Hey, look, this is what we're going to do if you push ahead." Because um, we didn't want the city to have to incur any more legals, we just say, "Hey, look, this is what we're going to do if if you want to press ahead." And she's pressing ahead, so okay, we've got to step it up, and um, it means a lot more costs, is, is a this, lot more. Do you legals. think this woman knows what she's in for? I don't know. I'm just, it just boggles my mind that she could be so irresponsible, and yet have this role that is ah. Oh, it's, it's a huge role in Wellington. and Meanwhile, I walk around the place and there are pipes leaking everywhere. I know. Did you see that Wellington Water asked for $10 million and they were given two and a half for critical oh. work? Right, okay. Well, that's, that's a drop in the ocean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, the, yeah. Again, I, I've been here in and out of this place a long time and it, you never used to see multiple leaking pipes anywhere. No. And that would be a lot more better for the climate, I think, rather than all this water being wasted with these broken pipes. Yeah, but it's not sexy, is it? No, it's not above ground. You can't cut a ribbon. Yeah, and we can't walk around from bar to bar and get hammered. (laughs) Right? And celebrate. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay, well, I just thought it would be good to catch up and, and... and get where things are at. And um, is there anything else that we need to know from you or any, anything that we um, want to say? R- reach out, reach out to your councillor, reach out to your member of parliament and let them know how you feel. Um, if they get enough concerned people, maybe they'll listen to us, but um, don't, don't assume that they're making decisions that are in your best interests as a resident of Wellington. One thing that does seem to work, that um, that I'm pretty confident about saying, humiliation and ridicule works. Okay. So it's tough, but it's a hard game anyway. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you don't want to be nasty about it because that's not good. But you can ridicule mm-hmm. things if they um, if they deserve it, if they can, if they attract it. And There's also, a lot of material too, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a target-rich environment there, and also. You know, a, a little bit. Well, the 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 risk of being humiliated is a is a great motivator. Mm, good call. Okay. So, not not, but not never being nasty. You've got to have a point. You've got to have, you know, right on your side. But it, it, you know, if people are going to doggedly continue no matter what, you got to up the game. Mm, yeah, I'd probably urge people to vote for independent councillors next time around that are not tied to their party because they're the ones when I go and give submissions and um, other ones that are listening. Any councillor who's tied to a party have their eyes down, they're on their phone, they're avoiding any inconvenient truth. They don't want to know. But the, in, the independent councillors seem like they want the best for the city and they're often open to changing their minds on right. the matter. She's uh, Greens, right? I believe so. Yeah. Well, that tells watermelon. You what either. you need, need to know. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, well that sounds that sounds like good advice. All right, well nice to catch up again with you, Nicola. Brilliant. Thanks for having me along, Paul. Okay, and good luck. Paul. Thank you. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.